Samuel and I were screaming at each other and being so offensive oh, yeah. that a homeless man turned around and was like, Shut, he was like, shut up. <laughs> and he crossed the, the road. To get away from us. He crossed the road. <laughs> we were being so annoying. We drove a man who had been screaming in tongues for three hours. <laughs> we caused him to stop, stop his blubbering, turn around, tell us to be quiet and cross the street. Because, babe, we were just right, stealing right, his thunder. Right. Kia ora, I'm Sam Takani. And I'm Johanna Cosgrove. And this is Rats in the Gutter. Two shrill fems screaming at you about things because... We can. <laughs> And we will. And we, and we will. will. And we will. Do you know what I was thinking about this morning? Is that this is the year. But and you're going to say Tom Hardy. Oh my God, I'm always thinking about Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. He's so hot. He's real hot. And do you know that him and Charlize Theron absolutely hated each other when they were filming that? That made Max? me lose respect for him because I love Charlize Theron. Would you choose Charlize over Tom Hardy? I would. Really? Yeah, I would. I think I would choose Tom. And you know me, I normally think with my dick, but I'm telling you right now, I fully stand Charlize. I think she's fantastic. She is fantastic. And also, I love her cameo in Arrested Development, where she plays. It's bizarre, though. It's so, it's so strange. It's so unusual. It's very unusual. Like a childlike, and she briefly. and she's terrible accent. Terrible accent. And she's got a Davy Crockett hat on sideways. But the bad accent makes sense because she's not actually British, right? Like she's got some no, sort she's of a spy. Disorder. Oh, God. It's something to do. With, no, she's got some sort of disorder and she's also spying on them. But my favorite Arrested <laughs> Development um, plotline is when Tobias Fionke gets hair plugs and they get infected and then they have to raise money. For his for the hair plugs, and then he ends up in a cage like a bird that then crashes into the banana hut. Yeah, yeah. I've never howled. I I howled with laughter. I was creased. I was deceased. I think the humor of those first two seasons though was very like era specific because they tried to replicate it in four and onwards, and it just didn't work. You know what I mean? Four. I don't. I I remove four from the canon yeah, of Arrested terrible. Development. It's really terrible. Um, and there's no way to sort of connect everything we just said to this week's theme. So here it is cold. Uh, no, but I will say I watched a lot of Arrested Development in my little flat on Karanga Road. Okay, so obviously out. So that is, this week's episode is about K-Road. It's about K-Road. Talking about K-Road. Um, a, a, a weary ode. A weary ode. Um, weary being the operative word there. I feel like K-Road has been part of our lives for the last for the it's last our decade. spiritual habitus. Certainly been part of my life for the last nine years at the very least. I remember moving here from Whangarei in 2013, mm. in June 2013, and then I only rotated off of K-Road. Last year. In November 2021. <sighs> in the Crazy. wake of an apocalyptic breakup. Apocalyptic breakup and an apocalyptic lockdown. lockdown. Yeah, far out. Moving you out of that house. It was hard, man, because like, I'd just been in that place for so long. I had identified way too strong with it. You know what I mean? Like You'd really nested. You were like... Even though my landlord you is were a an succubus. absolute cunt, who, unworthy of life, if you're listening, you know who you are. Oh, my God. I was about <laughs> to say their name. I know. I was like, I better not. <laughs> I know. Better not, better not. I still have so much dirt in her, read the council, and I could pull the trigger any time I want. Uh, <laughs> any time I want. 
And that's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure to um, put put together a little cachet, a little a little ledger, if you will, before I left. I was kind of doing it towards the end of my tenancy there, anyway, uh, just in case. You also put some very hectic curses on her, and it's amazing she's still got all her teeth. Well, I haven't seen her in a couple of months, so she could be dead for all we know. I know, and I know she had Alzheimer's. Well, those hairs her on her head are en route. Arrivederci. <laughs> Arrivederci. They're, they're about to go. They're about to go, girl. And actually, I kind of had sympathy for her in the end because. I'm realising now for the last five years of my tenancy, she would have had overt Alzheimer's. So it might not even have been that she was just a complete malevolent cunt, though that's not off the table. She she could have just been extremely symptomatic because she was being so erratic and doing things that were just quote-unquote tout-court evil. Evil. But maybe she was just What about the time that I just came over and there was a Russian builder in the toilet just demolishing a wall for no reason? Yeah, yeah. Though actually, I've been upstairs since because <laughs> oh, no. I because I was wasted on K Road the other night with you, and I needed to use the bathroom, and I still knew the door code, so I just went upstairs and used the toilet because it was all open. They're just renovating. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, I forgot about that. Yes, I just fully you broke into your old flat. Yeah, you just use the toilet, um, and it's beautiful. The toilet was in a different room. Oh. Really, I'm like, God, why couldn't they renovate it while we were living in there? It looks just gorgeous now. It's fit for actual human habitation, which it barely was when I was living up there. You know that that's, those walls are going to be absolute cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to yeah. be one, yeah. one little breeze. It's going to be... Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time we got robbed in that house because we don't, it didn't have an actual front door. We tried to, like, we didn't have a front door. You know the house. Yeah, I know. We, you we you had sort of grill. had a grate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a grill? Yeah, it was <laughs> battery living, everyone. Oh battery, living. battery living. <laughs> battery living. Battery living, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quote Sonia Grave. Um, we, um, I remember we got robbed, and I remember I just had, like, a shitty laptop. They had a few cracks in the screen. And it was, like, right in the middle of the living room, like, on the coffee table. And everyone else's, like, technology, their laptops and MacBooks and things were all in their rooms and drawers, under pillows. Every other piece of technology <laughs> in the house got stolen except my my iPad on the table. And it was like I had been I had been poor shamed by the burglar. Samuel Chikani, <laughs> poor gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, actual class violence by a burglar. <laughs> By a fucking burglar. That is really embarrassing. Actually, you took my glue stick, which I weirdly needed that week. It was so annoying. What? What were you doing? Were you, were you blocking your brows out? <laughs> <laughs> why did you need a glue stick? Do you think I need to? Is that what you're saying? No, I love your eyebrows, but why else? <laughs> no, I love your eyebrows. <laughs> but one thing about me is that I'm a glamorous woman, and <laughs> my first thought is always of beauty. And <laughs> I would like everyone to know that I was formerly a Mecca Beauty Loop 3 member until I was demoted to Beauty Loop 2. What's that? What is that? So I went to Mecca Cosmetica yeah, yeah. so much that I was on their highest, oh, like, it's like getting a platinum frequent flyer. Cl- yeah. yeah, yeah. And oh, then okay. um, I didn't go for two months and I was demoted because I wasn't spending my customary amount on my customary items. Um, and I was so upset. I, I cried in Mecca and I called my friend Meg and I was like, I've been demoted. I'm not Beauty Lead 3. I can't believe it. I was, I was so upset. That's unhinged. Yeah, that's, but. <laughs> that's unhinged. That's but, not, but I always look good. So <laughs> crying. Not that I'm shaming you for crying in public. I mean, we all know we've all done it. And the recently, amount of times. And recently. I've cried on K Road so many oh, times. Oh, fuck it. Don't even get me started. My and gosh. Wine Cellar. I've cried. I've, we've think, both cried in Wine we've Cellar. We've both cried in Wine Cellar. That night, that that night, very cursed night. Very, so cursed, too much speed, fucking too much speed. And I was DMing some kind of famous musician who I will not name. Who was it? 
I can't name him. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that night being so out of my head. <laughs> I remember I was like crying, like literally like heaving. You were heaving. And then I caught sight of myself in the mirror and stopped to make sure I still look cute and then just kept crying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That I and did, I did. Like, you did look cute. Yeah, yeah. I did that in lockdown. Oh. And the Mecca, clearly, because there were mirrors everywhere. Oh, the Mecca. <laughs> I was going through on an speaking of Mecca but not that Mecca I was going through the notes on my phone the other day and I've just got this note on my phone with no context I like to face Mecca before I'm brutally torn apart no context <laughs> that's just a note on my phone what the fuck the other oh note oh no 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 there's one <laughs> there's one other oh thing gosh. that I've written there's one other thing that I've written and it just says Rickets. <laughs> <laughs> For context, Johanna Cosgrove is a comedian and she'll often stop our conversations to take notes. That's it. It feels unnatural, but you get used to it. <laughs> what unhinged material was I going to extract from that? What it's more disruptive than insider trading, I'll tell so you. It's so problematic. Do get used to it. There's no yeah. context whatsoever. Yeah, there's nothing chill about that. It's completely non chill. It is hate crime. Yeah, yeah, it's non chill. Hate crime. Speaking of hate crime, so. <laughs> Uh, and on back, K Road. And on K Road. Back. Oh, yeah, there we go. Good. On K Road. So Samuel and I both lived off. Samuel lived on K Road, and I have lived off, like just off K Road. For and a the bit. story does not end in us committing a, a hate crime, just in case anyone was anticipating that, because that's what it sounds like you're setting this up. No, for. no. Okay. I'm talking about we were th- we were almost victims of a crime. Oh. By by the terror of K Road. No. Yes. The, yes. No. no. I'm going there. The I'm Whistler. Go- the the whistler. whistler. Okay. Right. Okay. Samuel's triggered. He okay. is so deeply triggered. Oh my God. <sighs> all right, all right. So, um, we're going to talk about the darkness of K Road <laughs> before we talk about the light in our lives. Um, and the Whistler is a malignant presence <laughs> that pervasively invaded our lives and our ears. For and months. Lord knows we don't hate on the homeless willy nilly. My God, you know what I mean. I like, never mentioned he was. You, I never said. <laughs> well, I'm just saying for for clarity, for context. Yes, the whistler is a, a what is it, a streetwalker, vagrant, transient, whatever. He lived in a nest under the bridge. <laughs> a nest? And, no, I saw them pull it out. Is he a moral world goblin hatching an egg? Sitting <laughs> <laughs> a nest under a bridge. Oh, my, no. what is this World of Warcraft? What are you talking about? No, I. <laughs> So, like, cut to, like, six months later when the whistle was uh, formally trespassed from the entirety of K Road and its immediate surroundings. And it was hideous. The police ripped it was shit really, out and Yeah, so, the, so he lived under the, he did live under the bridge and the police went and ripped out what I can only describe as a nest because I saw it being ripped out. It was fucking crazy. And there was part of me that was so elated that the whistle was gone. And the other part of me looking at the sad little nest and I was like... <laughs> It's disgusting. It's like if you say next one more time, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Sadness. <laughs> oh my god. No, it was do you know what it was? It was like one of those like crash mats that you have in PE, like one of those like blue yeah. mats with a selection of rats. And you know he doesn't do gyms, so where'd that come from? But he's so ripped. Yeah, I know. Okay, I so at my horniest in lockdown, I you thought I was about it. Giving him the side eye, being like, oh, you know, there's a contingency. I remember seeing him follow you off K one time. He followed me so many times. Yeah. So, okay, we need to fast forward because, I mean, sorry, we need to rewind and we need to explain who the Whistler is and 
Like it's like a physical profile, like a like a visual. Physical profile. I Tall, f- big, um, bald, bald. Um, kind of like a cross between uh, like a pale Dwayne Johnson and Vin the Diesel. penguin from Batman. Oh, I was going to go Vin Diesel and the Vin penguin. Diesel. Oh no, don't besmirch Vinny. Oh, not Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, I love him so much. Oh my God, <laughs> yummy. And you know he's a big homo, right? He, he's such a big homo. I, I saw him singing Rihanna. Uh, what do you mean saw him? It's the, there's a video on YouTube. Oh, okay. So I didn't witness it with my eyes. Yeah, you know, because he's still in Bragg's on about your New York trip, maybe potentially gone to a karaoke bar and seen No, but do you know who I did Rihanna. see in New York? Who? Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And Jenna Maroney. Well, I wouldn't fuck either of them, but I would fuck You wouldn't Diesel. fuck Jenna Maroney? No. She is a star. You met Jane Krakowski, right? Jenna Maroney from, from 30 Rock. Yes. Yeah, I love her so much. I lo- and she looks so good. She looks so good. Duncan got a butt wax next to her at a salon once. You are joking me. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that doesn't surprise me. It's New York City. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy things happen there. <laughs> crazy. I, there for three weeks. Like, oh. I w- four. four. And I was more emotional about seeing Liam Neeson than I was about the opening night on Broadway that I was attending. Yeah, Liam Neeson's, he, he's. And he's got a very specific set of skills. Doesn't he just? Doesn't he just? That was a joke just for me, clearly. Anyway, <laughs> back to the Whistler. So the Whistler began his reign of terror in 2020 in the lockdown. So I was not on K Road for that 2020 lockdown. I was you weren't stupid. That's right. I was living in Mount Eden and growing more and more sick of spirit by the day because I was away from K Road. Full isolated suburban malaise. I had malaise. Yeah, malaise. She's got malaise. She's got it real <laughs> got bad. Malaise. You got it real bad. It was hideous. It was hideous. And can you explain to me what what happened? About the Whistler? Yes. Why he was such a terror. And, and who was the Whistler okay, and so what Whistler, does he do? So in the first lockdown, there was a, there was a, he was the Whistler. And we I mean that quite literally. Every fucking day from 11 a.m. onwards, and I mean onwards, just the sharp, shrill whistle intercut with methy, angry outbursts by this tall, rigid erect penis of a man just walking up and down K Road with this, that sharp fucking whistle. And I remember at one point, like, we were all just slowly lo- slowly losing our minds from it. Like, it was just constant. But I remember at one point seeing somebody in Highgate, that high rise that's on the mm. corner, or the, at the, top, at the top, of house, uh, mm. top of House Street, mm. um, some guy just being, like, just losing it and snapping and basically voicing, collectively voicing the the vitriol of everyone on the strip being like, you stay right there to the whistler. You stay there, kind of, I'm going to come kill you. I'm going to come kill you. Like, you stay there. And the whistler be like, it's on, bro. Like, it was just hideous, but had to be done. Obviously, the whistler survived. The altercation didn't actually happen. It didn't it was happen. Just, it was just 30s. <laughs> the, the whistler survived, and then that lockdown ended, and the whistler went to ground, to, to ground. his nest. But then the next lockdown, I swear to God, the first fucking day, I know because you I'm called in bed. me. Yeah, I'm yeah. in bed and I'm like, oh, here we are again. Thinking, no, what am I going to do? Am I going to make some bread? Mm. Am I going to play, play some Zelda? 11 a.m. on, on the, the dot. dot, the whistler returned. And I, and I ran to my window and I stuck my head out like full ashen-faced. Yeah. And I'd look around me and in every single other window, <laughs> everyone's doing the exact same thing. Everyone looking out the window being like, no. Dear no. God, no. 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 And it was it was it was till late at night. He came up and down because I was on it was House another four Street. Another four-month reign of terror. It was another an absolute reign of, reign of terror. And once I walked past him and I had my headphones on and I was 
going for my government mandated acadio. No, exercise. I remember he was like to you, um, "Hey, beautiful," and you didn't hear because you had your headphones on. He's like, "Oh, you fucking bitch!" Like, you know. No, he was shit. like, he, such, he was like, "If you I was white, that'd be such a racist voice that I just did." But I'm not white, so it's all good. It's fine. Yeah, well, it's he was. Do you remember that afternoon where he just lay on the corner by the Tesla shop and just anyone who walked past, he'd be like, "Suck my fucking dick." Yeah, no, I do Hours remember because that's when I was really horny and I seriously considered And you're like, maybe I will. Yeah, or <laughs> when I walked up the road and you saw me, my little bleach blonde hair just tr- trotting up the hill and you open your window and you're like, Yahana! And then the whistler, honestly, exorcist neck. Oh, like, yeah. And then I'd like, given Yahana! you. I'd given him your name. I honestly thought he was going to murder me under his under the bridge. Yeah. And you had every right to think that. Like, he emanated Because text. he did follow me yeah. several times. It was, and the I can't describe to you the terror that that whistle incited yeah. in every single one of us. All my flatmates, all of us were like, nah. No, do you know what I can liken it to with accuracy? What? Is that from Hereditary? That <laughs> or you're taking it back to J-Horror that, uh, from the brush. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. And then it's crazy because I remember as well, around the same time there was that article that came out in the Herald I can't remember if we've talked about this on here before, being like, K-Road is basically New York in the 80s. Oh, yeah, like talking about all, all that, all, how all the homeless people have gone fucking crazy, which was just inaccurate. I feel like, to be fair, there was a, I would... There was a slight increase of activity, and we just had the misfortune of being specifically targeted <laughs> by the Whistler, mostly yeah. because I had inadvertently given him your name. Yeah, and he knew where I lived because, <laughs> knew, yeah, we were because there I was day. calling you one day being like, oh my God, the Whistler's outside! And then he again like... <laughs> Locked eyes with me and you where I live. Um, but the article was hideous. The article was so fucked. And it, it literally preceded um, like all these crackdowns on the on, on the transients, like on the on the homeless yeah. people on K Road. Like Well that's when the next the nest was excavated. Yeah, so they just they were just sort of like manipulating the climate to take really, really violent action against them, you know, to justify it. Yeah. And of course everyone was so shell shocked by the lockdowns anyway that, you know, the community just sort of like let it happen. Myself included. I was too busy having poppers and fucking myself to death. You were. Room. Yeah. And we were crying in the park. Crying in the park. <laughs> doing other things in the park. <laughs> crying over here, crying over there. <laughs> <laughs> we were crying everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so th- the other bit of Cairo that I lived off was Cross Street, which I lived, which is just off, just I a block that, behind. I love that flat. It was such I a party know, flat. It was so fun. such a party flat. It was, yeah. it was also an amazing artistic flat. Um. And I loved living there. And the most of the people that lived on the street, and also that was a really big area for the girlies. Yeah, yeah. The girls, the girls, the girls, they were making cash, they were making money. But they, you sort of would get to, this is the thing that pissed me off about the article, is that I was like, we all, K Road, Karangahabi Road, use it as a red light district, quote unquote, use it as a party time, but it's also, it's a delicate and Unusual ecosystem where you've got it's like been heavily gentrified in the last. 10 oh, years. Uh, that's what I was just going to say. Like you've got like this these incomers like coming in and be like, I want to live in the inner city. <laughs> and then you've got the girlies who've been there on the corner it's for. Like, yes, you might of a night out. You might have like a you know you might be shaken from a run in with with a methed out street walker, but then you can you can. Or- or, oh, you're gonna have to bleep that name <laughs> oh, out, Tim. No. Or you're gonna have to bleep that fucking name out. But leave the bleep in. But bleep it, bleep it the fuck out. Um, <laughs> but you know, after that encounter, you can go and salve your wounds with a thirty dollar cocktail. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, <sighs> I mean. I mean, on Cross Street, for example, there used to be like, it used to be Darrow as fuck, and now there's like that Club Magda place, which is actually in its defence really nice, mm. really, really lovely. But mm. I remember when it was like 
Oh my god! Like it used to be staircase, which was mm. very short lived. Uh, I remember. Um, oh, there was a bro- the, the brothel still there. Oh, the brothel's still there. The okay, brothel nice. was still there. And then um, Miller's Coffee's still there. I've never actually been to Miller's. I don't know if that's actually a travesty for somebody who's lived on K Road for a decade. This is awful. And I am going to admit this on the podcast. I went to Miller's every single day for three years and I did not pay once. How did That's not on you. That's on them. It is on them. It's fucking on that's them. That's on them. That's on them. Oh my, talk about Malay. <laughs> and I needed it because I was so broke at the time. And what the hell the fuck did you get away with that? Charm. I don't know. Bottle blonde. Titties. Bottle blonde. I wasn't even blonde at that time. I can't. What, weren't you? No. I can't conceive of that. I know. Don't think about it. It's not a good time for anybody. Yeah, yeah. But I was literally, I would go, I would scab a free coffee from Miller's and then I would go to the dairy. That's not even scabbing. They just let you get away with it for they three just let years. You get away. I'm stuck on this. I'm really stuck on this. What the, What do you mean you, you didn't pay for a single coffee in three years? I just. So you didn't know anyone who was working behind the counter? Yes, did. I did. Oh. I, obviously, okay. I befriended someone who was working behind the counter and I was chit chat charm. I would just order a coffee and then not pay for it and just drink my coffee and then leave. Okay, that's great. All right, I don't know why I got stuck in that. Continue, continue. I think you were impressed and or jealous. Yeah, it was an unholy combination of those two things. Jaloise. And then, Jaloise. I would, and then I would go to the dairy next to Little Turkish, which, by the way, is still one of my favourite places to eat in all of Auckland. It's the kebab shop next to the nail shop. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I would go to the dairy and they used to sell $1.20 samosas. Oh, do they not do $1. those $1. anymore? Because I remember those. They upped the price and now the samosas are gone. Oh, that's garbage. I know. I'm the most favourite thing in the whole wide world. Well, what about that? Um, the, the that's bit, what I'd live off. The place next to the show show on the other side of the road. That, 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 oh, Miss Hyrola. Yeah, yeah. They do have the samosas, they but they're samosas. slightly more expensive and they're not, they weren't as good they as the dollar. $2.50. Well, $1. When we're talking <laughs> yeah. an inference of dollars. <laughs> but they've been $2.50 for quite some time, girl. I want a samosa now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on. K Road is a special place, though. I remember the first time, because when I moved to Auckland, I lived in Grey Lynn, and the first time I walked down K Road, I like got off the bus or something, and I was like, what is this place? I love it here. <laughs> What's a fresh-faced prostitute from Pada Pada Uma meant to do in the big city? <laughs> I'm just a sexy girl in the big white world. So crazy. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, clearly the reason I moved to K Road from Whangarei was because I certainly was not going to attempt to make a life for myself as an out gay man in a small New Zealand town. In Whangarei's defence, I probably could have attempted to do that. I don't necessarily think, or try not to subscribe to this idea that things only happen in cities, you know what I mean? Um, because I also resent um, Auckland's sort of identity crisis that it clearly has about itself, that it's it's like in, in a global schema it's sort of an irrele- irrelevant metropolis do you know what i mean and it's it's mm. it constantly comparing itself in a really self-deprecating way to places like london and new york and paris auckland's so judgy everyone is so judgy it's because of that that scarcity uh, that, mindset. Uh, that insecurity that it has about itself that it's yeah. not a quote-unquote real city which it also just like it is into really gross sort of like um like it, Almost imperial hegemonies, you know what I mean? Like one hundred percent. And because also that's that, what it also makes people do is it makes people dream in the same way. They all have this like identical cookie cutter version of success for themselves. They all have their natural conclusions in like New York, Paris, London. Yes. So it's so homogenizing. It's so Beijing. It makes people blind to to, to the details, the nuances of their lives here. Yes. You know, like it's And I was thinking garbage. about this. I was thinking it's so garbage. And I was thinking about this today. I was like, so often 
have I had this conversation in Auckland where people just assume that their metric of success is the same as everyone else's? And I'm like, yeah. fuck up, which is exactly what you're saying. Because about it's the head- so couched in that, in that comparison that Auckland is constantly drawing between yes. itself and bigger, better, real cities or whatever. You it's know, like, like, shut up. And then you got, then you, like, when I went to the Edinburgh Fringe, I took my show there, for example, and like, I, I remember having conversations before going. It, it's like a big thing to get funding to go to the Fringe. Like I got funding from CNZ. Yeah, amazing. Um, and it's the biggest arts market in the world. I had an amazing venue. It was like a seven o'clock time slot. And I had people literally come up to me and be like, oh, are you sure you should take the show to the Fringe? Like, you, n- you know, full, tall, poppy, snip, snip. Yeah, and I'm like, you. shut up. And then I got there. What are you doing, Kent? What are, what are you, you doing? doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then I got there How's and that I fine arts degree treating you. Oh, I know. <laughs> or lack thereof. Anyway, <laughs> did you graduate? Didn't think so. Um, and then I got there and I looked at the other New Zealanders there and everyone was absolutely killing it. And I was like, I wonder I've if I've heard that, not just from you as well, though you though you have talked about this, but extensively. There is a, you have talked about it extensively because you're you're in this camp as well. But the, yes. when how when you go to an Edinburgh or any any international festival yeah. of any if in any kind of um oh like it could be fine art, it could be yeah, theatre, yeah. could be comedy, it could be whatever. New Zealand is that we do sort of have like this this reputation now that we have a certain calibre across the board, across yeah. disciplines. And I don't know what the, I don't know what that is. Mm, I think it's because Maybe we're really hard on ourselves. We're re- that, that's yes. de- deprecation that we have as a national character. And I also think we've got this thing about scarcity. There's a scarcity mindset in New Zealand. There's only so much money, so mindset much opportunity. Mindset and reality? Well, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas only kind of, you have to be really, you have to work really hard, but there's also opportunities that people wouldn't, would be di- more difficult to attain overseas because the market's bigger, just bigger yeah. in general. Those opportunities are available to us from a younger age, so we're more practiced, more practiced, but also kind of have to be a bit more hungry. And lest we forget, uh, we have talked about this before, how we uh, a factor in that scarcity, which isn't just a mindset, it's definitely a reality of being an arts practitioner here. A factor in that is our lack of a patronage culture, which oh we God. do not have, A, because we don't have the population, but B, because anyone with money knows that the only way to have and make money in this fucking country is to own property. property. So, and it just beiges everything. Nobody, no rich person is sort of just like throwing money at arts as a patron like you might have happened in, in America and Europe because there's just no other way to get rich here. Or if they are, they're also a sex pest. Yeah, well, I can take or leave. Depending, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's context specific. And I can't name names. There, and there are several factors in that metric. There's how many drinks have I had? Yeah. How am I feeling about myself? Did I go to the gym Yay! that day? You know what I mean? Oh I can do a six, but not a four. That's yeah. survived, you know? <laughs> Quiet threes, a nine speaking. Yeah, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and also, how did they get their money? You know what I mean? Like, um, fossil fuels, prob- that's probably a no from me. Oh, really? Yeah. You wouldn't take, you would, you wouldn't take money from fossil fuels? I'm not righteous. But um, there are some things that you've got to say no to. Yeah, there are some yeah. things. There's some things. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. I respect that. Somebody worked for like a tobacco company. I'd probably be like, oh, nah. Even though I am vaping debuggery. I know you're vaping right now. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I can acknowledge a harmful industry. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. and that's what they need more acknowledgement. <laughs> But no, I th- sir, I will not be sucking your dick this eve. <laughs> I think that's why I loved being on K Road, though, is because it felt like the place to be an artist. Like, a fa- Especially that flat that I was living in when I was living with Julie Croft, Nisha Madden, Absolute Iconic, Freya Finch. Dunedin's a vibe. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Okay. Oh my god. But you know what? That's it. Moving on. Well, obviously, I'm about to move to Wellington. I'm feeling, I'm feeling some kind of way about. But um, I I'm kind of looking forward to, ha- to, ha- to having a little break from Auckland. Yeah, I think yeah. at the end of the day, I love Auckland. I love and I love K Road and I love the CBD. Yeah, I love I love Auckland CBD so much. But God, if I'm here for too too long consecutively, I go cuckoo crazy and, and I start travelled. I start before eating oven fish. Lockdown. My last time yes. out of Auckland was was 2019. You know, like and I just haven't been oh. overseas since. For whatever reason. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go overseas, or you just even like a little dip of the toe to Wellington feels nice. Well, I'm going for a year, so <laughs> yeah, a year, a month. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. I know K Road has changed so significantly though in the last ten years. Mm. Like it's it's just crazy. What's your favorite thing about K Road? Um, I, I like how. Because I've been here for so long now, just leaving the house, I just know. I don't really have to organise a hang. I know somebody will be yes. out and I can just sort of latch on. It's a vibe. Yeah. You know, and there's always a flow because it's because it's familiar. Mm-hmm. There's a flow to a night. That, that's really magical to me. Party magics. Yeah. The party magics are easy to find. You know? They are really I hate easy having to, to find. work for party magic. Yeah. I feel like it takes away from the, the ultimate magic, so you have to chase it for too long. As soon as you're Ubering, the party magic is depleted. Yeah, and you, uh, if it's like... If you, it needs to be three parts chase, seven parts magic. Agreed. If it's six parts chase and four parts magic, that desperation is going to infect everything. 100%. Yeah. And I feel like I have the, I have had the most magical nights on K Road. Like that time that we were at sitting outside Madame George and you walked inside and you came back and I was just making out with somebody. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, that guy. That guy. Oh, yeah. Or that, um. Oh, oh no! Oh, say it. Just tell the story. I was talking about that. Oh, no, I don't want to say his name. You, know you don't have boy, to say his name. You know, and, and he was like, "Look, look who I'm wearing." You're like, "Who?" He's like, "H and M." And you were like, "Excuse me, fucking why? I'm here to tow Nom D." I was like, "I and and our friend Dan." He was Dan so is young, him. though. He was so, he was young. so young. I know. There's been there was a specific magic of Madame George for we that we had for a while that was really special. Yeah. It was just so conveniently located. You're at the top of House Street. I was in that K Road apartment, um, and I do, I still, do, I do like Madame George. I just haven't been there in a while. But I'm, I'm not a big fan of the twists in a Negroni. I like a classic Negroni. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I could do a Negroni right now. I love a Negroni. Also, I think my best and last hospo job was on K Road at Coco's, Coco's. Cantina. Yeah, same here. Oh my Same god! Here. Coco's took such good care of me. Honestly, they were fantastic, and I was an absolute. I worked hospitality for sixteen years, but I was a fucking nightmare. And now I'm just having more, <laughs> more disciplinary meetings than me. Oh no one, not a goddamn soul. <laughs> I was just blatantly bullying customers, and like doing awful things as well. I remember one time this family of five came in, and I just named the table breeders. I got in big trouble for that. Um, oh my god! Samuel. And that's not even the worst of it. That's <laughs> yeah. not even the worst. I of was it. just starting Kylie Minogue dance parties with the two bartenders. Drinks were not being served. I think for the last two years, I just didn't want to be there, and I was so moody. What were your when? What was the date of your last shift? Oh, it was um, t- 
I think I did like a couple of disco shifts after that first lockdown and then I was like, nah. I'm done, yeah. yeah. 2018 was the sweet spot really, wasn't it? Mm. And we would have the best lock-ins. Oh, they're legendary. The Coco's lock-ins were like fucking legendary. legendary. And they also took you to Italy. They took us to Italy. Which is crazy. It was, it was insane. In the middle of a fucking heat wave, I might add, and I do not deal very well with the heat at all. No, famously allergic. Yeah, so Rome was quite horrific for me, especially seeing as we got there, the... the the garbage men were on strike, something to do with the gangs or some shit, and there were just piles of garbage everywhere. It was like that um that scene from at the airport and the Fifth Element. Oh my god! Like, Sorry about the garbage. Sorry about <laughs> the garbage. But, um, Tuscany was Liddy's though. I just um sat by the pool with a bottle of Campari. Oh. I didn't even go to Florence. Everyone was like, "We're going to Florence." I was like, "Fucked! I'm not moving." So they just <laughs> left me alone. Wait, wait. It was just just you- me and I think Sarah Longbottom alone in this villa, just waiting, rolling around the pool, drinking Campari, like two. They're like, we're going to Florence. Dugongs. I said, get fucked. I'm staying at this villa. I'm on holiday. It's like one of the centers of arts and culture, like literally the most beautiful. Well, I wouldn't know because I opted not to go. <laughs> you don't want to go? No, I just wanted to drink Campari by the pool. <laughs> get fucked. I'm not going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, literally. I said no. I said no. I just. I don't think no, I'm can't be bothered. Yeah. I can't be bothered. <laughs> But, no, I've got yeah. Campari, which you can get at home. Yeah, I, but not as cheap, girl. Not as cheap. <laughs> oh. No, I stand by my decision. Babe, I'm not judging you, but I'm personally bewildered. I stand, <laughs> I stand by my decision. And you know what? They got stuck at the train station for two hours. So while they were <laughs> sweating like absolute hogs in the middle of nowhere, oh trying God. to get to fucking Florence, I was floating on a lilo <laughs> with a cigarette in one hand and a bottle of Campari in the other. Oh my God. And then just a pack of babes and a big city, pig in the big city. <laughs> <laughs> but in hindsight, no, I would like to see Florence. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I stand by my choice in that moment on that trip. Yeah, to yeah, not yeah. yeah. Look, I respect, I respect that. Yeah. I remember one of the girls that we were in Italy with, um, while well, we all did this bike trip. Um, around the absolute feces-smelling rivers uh, in the middle of Rome. Ugh, revolting. Open sewage. Yeah, it's a very meat-heavy diet in Rome, I'll tell you that much. Oh, my God. I have a story about being in Rome where me and Frith, we were, I was 18, and we did a pub crawl in Rome that ended up on this, what I can only describe as, like, sort of like P. Diddy, like Kanye West 2003, like this club on the edge of the River Tiber that had like a pool in it. And then I was like making out with this Dutch guy. And then and I just turned and I was like, because my family's Dutch. And I was like, sorry, I think you could be my cousin. And then, oh. and then I had to leave. And then there was a beer chug championship and I won, girl. And I got, <laughs> and they were like, they were like, your prize is a t-shirt. And I was like, great. And they were like, it's not here. You have to go pick up tomorrow. What? Well, get fucked. Oh no, I went and picked it up. Oh my I went and picked it up and I wore that tattered piece of shit. I better have been Versace. No, it just said Beer Chug Champion Rome oh 2010. My God. And I cropped you it. You don't need to go to, to Rome to be in a, a bar that has a pool in it. They've got one in the, the North Shore. It's called the Backyard Bar. What? There's a there's a bar in, on the North Shore. You're joking me. Called the Backyard Bar. That there's has a, a pool, pool in it. it. Yep. I was like, I'm sitting there being but like. Don't get too excited. They clear, They definitely don't clean it as often as they should. Oh, I didn't jump in the pool, but I was sitting there being like. There's a skein of herpes on the top, about two and a half millimeters in diameter. Like it's just oh my God, you don't need to deep dive for the sift, girl. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, oh I was sitting God. there being like, Riverside, motherfucker. We've jumped from Cairo to Italy, and it's chill. And I think that's a natural progression. There's a logic to it. There's a logic to it. There's a logic to it. There is a logic. I feel like I don't. I'm trying to just think if I've been into every shop and bar and 
I've 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 been into every establishment on K Road. I think I almost have. Do you know what I love doing as well? Except the hemp shop. I will never go into the hemp shop. I haven't been in there either, but not on principle. Why won't you ever go in there? I just fundamentally disagree with because it belongs in Wellington. Poo catcher pants. I the hair and pants. The hair and pants. Yeah, I can't. I can't go there. That's fair. They're not very flattering, are they? No. And entirely appropriative, TBH. Entirely appropriative. And mm. you, do you just know that there's someone in there with white dread, white person with dreads? But it could be a Nordic thing. Do you know what I mean? We're like Tilda about, Swinton. Like Tilda Swinton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, she's in, she's got dreads in multiple films. So, you know, she's pushing it artistically. Yeah, Chronicles of Narnia. The only Love is Alive, only which only is, love is my favourite Jim Jarmusch film. Oh, my God. I, I love that love film that so, much. so much. I saw that film in Paris. That's my ideal relationship. We live on separate sides of the planet and we never see each other. I saw that film in Paris and I was so pretentious because I was at clown school at the time and I was sitting there in the back of the cinema laughing. like I was the, giving the loudest responses to the point where a French person turned around and was like, which is like, shut up. Yeah. And I was like, c'est quoi le problème? Like, what's the problem? And they were just basically like, you in France, you respect the cinema, and I was like, eh. oh and then my after, God. and then I came out. In and I was France, like, you respect the cinema. What about Algeria? My God, I know. Well, <laughs> fuck you. Oh my God. And then I afterwards, I was like, it was so slow. It was so boring. Where was the joy? Where was the life? Where was the joie de vivre? It's like an incredible film. I've rewatched it since. Yeah, I love like, it so much. And then like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah, I was incredible. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. And it's a really hopeful film. Like even though it's kind of like about. Um, collapse, ecological, social, political. It made adult, me want to be a know. vampire, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, same here. My God. Would you rather be a vampire or a witch? Um, oh. Eternal life or boundless magic? Oh, witch. Yeah. <laughs> Although there's some, I think there's something, there is something romantic and sexy about being like, I'm a vampire and I'm going to choose who I'm going to make a vampire with me and then I'm going to bind you I, to I me. I definitely wanted to be a vampire as a teenager. I get, I saw and it was because Interview with a Vampire was so deeply homoerotic. Oh, my God. It's so good. And I haven't watched the, the new version. I don't know if I want to. But they don't have long hair. I really, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt with long hair. It was so yummy. Oh, my God. When we were... <laughs> so I'm just against it on principle because the hair's not right. Speaking of boys with long hair, when I was little, one of my family friends, we used to play mermaids in the pool, and I was <laughs> always the queen mermaid, obviously. And one day he was like, I want to be the queen mermaid. And I was like, no, you have to be the boy mermaid, which is so crazy binary of me. <laughs> um, and then I told him that he could... He had to be the boy mermaid, and the compromise was he was like, I'll only be the boy mermaid if I can have long hair. So I let him have fictional long hair. <laughs> also, the gatekeepery being like, I was deciding. I, know, I was I know. deciding the rules of this fictional world. Ursula was always my favorite character on, on The Little Mermaid. And it, was, it wasn't Same. until I was a teenager that I realized that her character had been based off Divine from Pink Flamingos. Yeah. Am- just amazing. Glorious, fucking glorious. She's a camp icon. Yeah, she really is. I love it. Sure, her, Jennifer so. Coolidge, and Bayonetta. Oh my god, Bayonetta. 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 Tim, do you game? Have you played Bayonetta? Okay. Well, oh, maybe we'll just have her as a, as a visual, a thumbnail for, for reference for this episode. Can you just <laughs> describe her power? Oh, okay. Bayonetta. For those of you who do game, I um, don't. I do not game. Or, or I guess for those of you who don't game, Bayonetta is a, a cult uh, witch character. Um, and I'm currently replaying Bayonetta 1 and 2 for when, so I can play 3, because 3 has just come out on, on Nintendo Switch. And she's like, she's a witch, but then she's also like an Umbran witch, which means like, oh, there's a sorority of Umbran witches who uh, have an unsteady truce with angelic beings. Um, and then there's some sort of like genocide, and then Bayonetta is the last living witch. And then she sort, of, she sort of wakes up with no no living memory and just starts killing angels for fun, for sport. 
Anyway, she's really hot. She's incredibly camp. One of her powers is her weave. Uh, she does executes this move called Wicked Weave, where she literally conjures demons with her wig. It's just fantastic. And she just wears this like full body leather cat suit. Her heels, her stiletto heels are guns. Like it's she's a, a goddamn drag queen, and that is why she's a cult icon. Cult Speak, gay icon. Can I also just say, speaking of drag queens, um, I was absolutely mortally embarrassed when last year I was wasted on K Road and I saw Ketamine, who just won. Um, drag down race, under. drag race down yeah, under, yeah. and my, <laughs> I am, I was twenty nine years old. I'm currently thirty years old, and I went straight up to Ketamine and was like, "You're amazing." <laughs> I can't even say. It. I was like, "Can I have a hug?" <laughs> like you're a Make a Wish kid. <laughs> like she's a mascot. Oh my. <laughs> Like it's a Disney parade, yeah. <laughs> like a giant tickle me armor or some shit like that, yeah. <laughs> Can I have a hug? Like I was five, seeing Goofy for the first time. She probably thought Can you were leukemia or something. She left. She's me like, up. I'm gonna give this little cuck with Hutchinson. So oh, I'm like, gonna make their dream come true. Give them a little hug. I'm gonna give this little <laughs> fake Gaga a hug. <laughs> oh my god! And then I also remember. Oh, I've seen last year. Seen on K Road. I've seen Charlie XCX on K Road twice. And King Princess was in, um, whatchamacallit, uh, the karaoke spot closer to the intersection, Saloon Bar. The saloon is where I saw Charlie XCX. Yeah, we've had we've had great nights at Saloon Bar. Yeah, we certainly I fucking f- had. I forgot the lyrics to Lana Del Rey and you booed me off the stage. Yeah, I was really embarrassed. <laughs> I, I was wearing an American flag jacket. Like I needed, clear, I'd come in costume for, for Lana karaoke, you know, like, and it was a two-parter and my teammate let me down in a big way. A really big way. <laughs> I had to save face somehow, so I was like, I don't, I'm not with her. I'm not, I'm not with her. And also the other thing on K-Road is that we would go for coffee. We go for coffee on K-Road every single morning, Samuel and I. Um, and we go to open or we go sometimes daily, to daily, daily. But daily. that's because I was living up above daily, daily. And, or we'll go to Bestie if we're really hungover. Oh, yeah, because the food's so good at Bestie. The food is amazing at Bestie. But I wish they'd bring back that hot dog of the week. And I also wish they would bring back hash as a side. Well, they've got hash at Fed Deli. That's not on K-Road. <laughs> but there was one point in Daily Daily last year, during the lockdown, which we've mentioned over 7,000 times, uh, and Samuel and I were screaming at each other and being so offensive oh, yeah. that a homeless man turned around and was like... <laughs> no, he was like, you fucking eggs. He was like, shut, he was like shut up. <laughs> and he crossed the, the road. To get away from us. He crossed the road. <laughs> we were being so annoying. We drove a man who had been screaming in tongues for three hours. <laughs> we caused him to stop, stop his blubbering, turn around, tell us to be quiet and cross the street. Because, babe, we were just stealing his thunder. In theatre, we call that blocking. Oh. <laughs> okay, improv. <laughs> Improvisation. <laughs> yes, and? I remember K-Road, like when I first moved there, when I first moved into my apartment as well, that one mm. uh, upstairs, uh, a man was stabbed to death on the, on the back steps. That was the, oh. the first week that I was living there. Well, I left Cross Street because someone got shot. Well, I mean, there were other reasons, but that was kind of, that was really the... And that was unusual. Uh, yeah. That's unusual for, I feel like, anywhere in New Zealand. We don't, you know, we don't have chronic gun violence. No, I think it was gang related, but it was so, it was like very close. Was that in that club? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. I remember being like, what the fuck's happening to K Road? I know. And that was after the lockdown where things were sort of. 
spiky and, yeah, and yeah. sort of a bit grisly. Yeah. Yeah, grisly, gnarly, yeah. morbid. Morbid. Morbid, really morbid. But now I live in the CBD. I still, I think the, I will never, I don't, I don't ever want to go further than like half a K from K Road. Half a K from K. Even though I'm in Graylin, I'm definitely just off. You're half a K from K. I'm K adjacent. You're K adjacent. I'm definitely K adjacent. Yeah. I'm K adjacent. You're K adjacent. We're both K adjacent. Like I can walk there within five minutes. I don't like doing it though. I have to get a scooter. And you know what I love? City bikes. Yeah, city bikes, (laughs) e-scooters. City bikes. They've changed my life. They've changed the way that I relate to the city, particularly in the summer. I just love them so much. I actually think we talked about this already, but we have talked about but it. But you know I'll, what? Who I'll bring cares? it back up. Yeah, it's a, and it, we are gunning for a sponsorship. <laughs> My life. Anyone from Lime is listening. <laughs> we love you. And if anyone from Mika Cosmetica is listening, I also love you. Any other sponsorships you want to go for? I don't love anyone. <laughs> I love no one and nothing. I love no one. I'm empty. <laughs> I'm empty. My heart is a void. I do miss. Okay, obviously one of the reasons I moved to K Rob was because you know gay maker or whatever. I miss urge. I miss uh, what used to feel like a slightly more discursive gay scene, which is now mm. entirely monopolized by family. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like urge was so lit. It was kind of like the the only leather bar, like actual leather bar on K Road, where you could just. You know, go in, get a beer in the front, and then go get your dick sucked in the back. Like, I had an, a legitimate back room. And now if you want that type of action, you've got to go to one of the, the cruise lounges, which is totally fine. But the actual bar with the back room vibe, mm. like, we just don't have that anymore. Mm-mm. It's just gone. It's done. It's over. And family's full of straight girlies and straight boys with roofies. As far as I'm con- Yeah, fuck <laughs> me. As far as I'm concerned, family, family isn't even really a gay bar. It feels more to me like a gay themed bar that straight people go to so they can be like oh my god I'm in a fucking gay bar play Britney yeah yeah which is really saddening it's really disappointing it's saddening yeah I am also a representative of that community so (laughs) (laughs) she's not the solution she's the problem she is the problem she is the problem I feel like it's I don't know I'm interested to K-Road has always felt really transient to me so I'm really interested to see Apart from the gentrification, like it's because you know when that bar opened, are, which we are obviously active agents of. I mean, I know look, I'm a writer. This one's a fucking actor. We're, like, bo- we're both writers. Yeah, we're both multi creative multi hyphenates. We'll drop twenty dollars on coffee a day. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, we yeah. are the problem. We, we are, are the problem. We're the problem. How are we going for time? Good. 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 Maybe, maybe start to wrap it up. All right, chill. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I love Whammy. I love Wine Cellar. Yeah, Whammy and Wine Cellar are so much fun. I've Crawling. been spending a lot of time at Archos. I loved Archos when it was yes. in St. Kevin's Arcade and I love it now. I think it's fantastic. I think the food is lit. Yeah. The food is really lit and it's really fucking cheap. Crawling out of Whammy Wine Cellar at 7am wearing a nighty as a dress <laughs> is forever just one of my most cherished memories. And it's been so long. I haven't done yeah. that in such a long time. You know Anymore. what I mean? It's special. Knowing all the bartenders, having them scream profanity, profanities at you. And that's, I think, <laughs> and we were also the problem. <laughs> yeah, we're the problem. We're the problem of that. <laughs> I know, I don't I don't want K-Road to become Ponsonby Road. Like, I don't, I quite like Ponsonby Road, but I want that to be its own It's different, like vibe. K-Road is still different from, different from Ponsonby, but it's, it's close enough at this point. It's starting I mean? to get closer, and I don't know how I feel about that. I benefit from it, but I don't know how I feel about it. There's nothing we can do about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've got to lean in. And cut my losses. Like with Twitter. 
Yeah. yeah. Or just sit on the Lila with a Campari and pretend it yeah. doesn't exist. And say no to Florence. Yeah. <laughs> and always say no to Florence. That's and a takeaway. Always, and That's a always takeaway. say no to Florence. Yeah. Thank you so much. I've been Johanna Cosgrove. And I've been Santa Cana. And you've been listening to Rats, Rats in, in the, the Gutter. Right, right, right. 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 Right